Okay, so welcome to Odd Shitty Opinion. I am Sol. Um, Trigon left this one opinion at a time. I am. Don't forget you leave a text or a voicemail at 339-224-4341. Um, be nice if somebody finally does. <laughs> it takes a while for this stuff to get through. But anyway, um, today I'm going to finally go over a more extended car, an extended commentary, excuse me, on the Freedom Convoy, the Trucker Convoy, the Canadian Convoy, whatever you uh, might know it as, if you know it at all. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, essentially what happened was Canada wanted to, or I don't know if they wanted to, or they, they did, put a mandate for truckers to get vaccinated um, once when they came back to Canada after doing their delivery. I don't know if they had to be just to go back into Canada if they came here, or if they're already there, they still got to get vaccinated. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, but either way, all the truckers rallied together from nationwide in Canada and even the United States. Took a whole road long road trip, cross country, cross town, cross borders, to Ottawa, Canada, and right and parked those their asses right in front of Parliament to finally get these people to listen and stop being so tyrannical. Justin Trudeau has been pretty um has been pretty stern. I don't know the word I'm looking for. Stern, authoritarian, um pretty pretty forceful with his um COVID measures. And I mean to the point where I believe in Canada Right now, if you are unvaxxed in grocery shopping, that you have to have a chaperone, a a lot of uh, uh, chaperone, yes, to follow you around and make sure you're only buying essential stuff. You are not allowed to buy like chips and dip and things that aren't considered essential, I believe. So, yeah, that's how crazy it's gotten up there. I mean, I think that pretty much is the tip of the iceberg as far as certain mandates and um rules that as opposed to I mean compared to certain other rules that we all have been through or witnessed or heard about but that one has to be one of the more ridiculous ones but um so anyway they so they just pretty much waiting for Trudeau to fucking step up and talk to him but what he did was he ran and hid and he d didn't tell anybody he magically got COVID despite testing negative for COVID, which d doesn't make sense to anybody. And like I said, then he disappeared with his family somewhere. You know, um, I mentioned in a previous podcast, this is all after he said that people, you know, a couple of years ago when the farmers were standing up against, in India, against the government, and he had decided to put his two cents in and say that he welcomes things, things like that and people's voices need to be heard and yada, 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 yada. Basically talking on the side of his mouth like he's doing something special. You know, and he, and he believes in all this freedom and stuff and then, you know, turns around and runs away from his his people um, in his country because he's a pussy. Um, he has come to surface as of late. You know, when he came to surface, he called every called the he OK, basically what Canada's doing and the Canadian media is doing is taking a page out of the leftist handbook and basically calling everybody racists and violence and all these things when there's no proof of any of it. 
It's just rhetoric, propaganda, government propaganda. Um, media outlets have gone to these things, and all you see are bouncy houses and people helping people, people bringing food and fuel and all sorts of things to these truckers and supporting them, despite the fact that they were saying that they were reporting, excuse me, they were actually reporting this on the news saying that there was violence breaking out and they were intimidating people and shop owners around and, you know, they were ripping down buildings and, you know, all this other, not ripping down buildings, ripping down statues and graffiti and all this stuff. And I think there actually was a little bit of it because it kind of had that mob mentality like the first day or two. Never, but didn't exist to the extent that they said it was. You just picture a couple of high school kids being assholes. Uh, I didn't see any videos of it. I saw people cleaning up graffiti and stuff. I didn't see people actually committing any crimes or anything that they, anything racist, or I didn't see anybody, um, you know, ripping down statues or doing anything that uh, a BML pro, BLM protester was doing. I didn't see any of that stuff. Uh, I follow this thing pretty pretty well to the best of like as far as canadian politics is concerned i guess i, I follow it um but yeah there was this, you know they have the, this this whole rhetoric they pulled out of the the left wing uh, american left wing playbook and freedom is all of a sudden a bad thing i've seen headlines where they equate freedom with the the uh, with maga and I think that's kind of funny. And I think, it, hey, you know what? That's a good thing. If uh, if it's bad to want freedom in general, then uh, bully to you, I guess. I mean, what the fuck? You know, like like they treat it like freedom is a bad thing and wanting freedom is a bad thing. It was an article written in the Globe and Mail. Um, it's an op-ed piece about the usage of freedom. That's like they air-quoted freedom. Uh, I'm going to read that. Not today. I'm going to read that for the COVID episode I'm going to eventually do in the future to highlight the mental madness and mental illnesses that have arised because of COVID. But I am going to read you something interesting, uh, a couple interesting pieces that I stumbled across that kind of wanted me to get me to start talking about this. Um, you know, there's this big thing that went on when um, they were raising money on GoFundMe, and of course, on a lot of big GoFundMe things, uh, people donate from around the world. And eventually, GoFundMe was going to stop allowing it because they said it, be, it went from being a protest to an occupation, I think was what they said. And I mean, I don't know whose definition of that. I guess the police defined it as this. So um, the police are a whole other different ballgame of what they're doing to the uh, over there and everything else. I mean, I thought it was the friendly country, but it's certainly not. It doesn't look at it, at least. The people do, but the, the government officials do certainly do not for the most part. Um, so they, they stopped the GoFundMe, and I think Go Send Go ste- stepped up and started taking, the do- taking donations. And what... But what GoFundMe was doing was that they were saying they were giving you a week. Now they ended up raising, I think, ten million dollars, six million dollars, something along, something in the high, uh, the the mid, uh, you know, I guess you could say high million between a one and ten million dollars for uh, the funds to help the truckers, you know, survive while they're there. And they were pr- the people who put the fundraiser together were putting things together to prove that the money was going to that, but it didn't matter to GoFundMe because GoFundMe allows you to raise money for to get 
BML, BLM, BM, why do I keep saying BM, BLM, whatever, BL, BLM protesters out of, in rioters, not protesters, protesters were fine, is the rioters getting them out of jail and all sorts of things like that. They, they are extremely left-wing, they're extremely biased, and it's pathetic. I think if people want to put their money somewhere, they should be able to put it wherever they want as long as it's not illegal activities. And so they were going to take the money, if you did not request a refund, they were going to take the money and, put, and disperse it where they felt fit. So they're going to take your $10 million, people, and they were going to just put it wherever they wanted. And we obviously know that it was going to go to something that if you were supporting this, you were likely weren't going to support what they were going to send it to, for the m- most likely, and which is illegal because that's fraud. You can't take people's money and do what you want with it and have this disclaimer that we gave you X amount of time to ask for a refund. So a couple of... Um, a couple of states said they were going to investigate, uh, Attorney General said they were going to investigate GoFundMe for doing such a thing because this is a sickening, disgusting thing you do. I don't care what side you're on and who you support. And if you're giving money to whatever cause that you want, it should go to the cause that you sent it to um, and not to anybody else. That goes for the people who are doing the fundraising and that goes for GoFundMe themselves, okay? Um, so go send go had stepped up and they got they ended up with 11 million dollars as of now they seized that the government did and what the ottawa government is doing the police are doing is they are keeping records of people who are donating they're getting records of their and this goes for all the people who are bringing food who are i guess they say participating and what they're now, what the, the media is calling, uh, you know, besides a racist rally and everything else, they're calling it their own version of an insurrection, which it's not, because apparently that's a new, you know, besides, the, the, this is the left wing playbook. You're racist, freedom's wrong, you're an author- fascist, and you're a Nazi, and everything's an insurrection now. Okay, so those are the, those are the key components as of late of from the left wing um, playbook. And so this is what they consider an insurrection now in, um, you know, leftist-leaning media. And so what that does is it makes you helping out, you donating, you like anything, whether it's money online or food on trucks, it makes you an accessory to criminal act or something along those lines. And what they're doing is they're keeping records, they're keeping of your license plates, of your face and all the stuff and building basically a nice portfolio file of all the people involved so they can use it against you. This is what the government in Canada is doing so they can use it against you. And they, they continue, the people, there are people even on Trudeau's own side who are pushing back against him for for politicizing this and making it what it shouldn't be and it shouldn't be what it is it really shouldn't and i don't know how the canadian government works as a parliamentary system um but so i'm not going to comment on how the process works but it is fun i kind of wish when congress met here it was like how parliament meets up there in 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 england and other places i'm sure where everybody starts screaming and yelling it sounds like a pub when people speak, it's pretty exciting to be honest with you. Um, and it's way more entertaining to watch. But there's 
it's split in half up there just as much as it's split in half down here. But people are starting to wake up even on Trudeau's side because they know how much of a loser and an asshole he's being by politicizing it, by calling people and not using science, by calling people racists and things of those natures because it's wrong, because it's not true. It's just saying stuff to say stuff. And it's it's saying it so that they can get people. The, it's the propaganda machine so they can sit there and get people to think something who aren't fully paying attention that ain't that isn't true, and they're not seeing it. Now I think I don't forget the name of the bridge, uh, the Alberta Bridge. I want to say from Michigan to Toronto is completely blocked. And they're not allowing people in or out. Truckers have blocked that off, along with a bunch of farmers have blocked off another roadway in Montana. Is it Montana to Canada? Another. Um, passageway they're basically screwing themselves and they're making themselves look like assholes to the people you know who even if you don't support what they're doing you should at least support their right to do it because nobody's getting hurt they're trying every rhetoric they could possibly can by saying shop owners are scared they said honking horns is torture literally said that on television the honking horns is torture. A 78-year-old man, i seen the video, got arrested because he was honking his horn. Originally, Now, he was honking his horn. They pulled him over, and they asked for his ID, and then he realized that he did not legally have to give him his ID, and they basically twisted his arm behind his back, almost threw him to the ground, and arrested him for honking his horn. That's the bullshit. That if you allow it as a regular citizen, you you have a problem. You do. You don't understand what rights are and what freedoms are and what liberties are. All right. So part of the rhetoric that's going on is this whole right wing this. Like this is the, I'm gonna make it the American version of it. Um, right wing this and right wing that. Everything's right wing. So I'm gonna read you this article from um, Politico. Ottawa truck driver. Trucker's convoy galvanizes far right worldwide because this has become quite a worldwide phenomenon. I believe in a couple other countries. I know at least, I believe it was New Zealand. They have also started doing their own convoys as well. Um, there's rumors that it's going to happen here in the United States as well from California to D.C., but we'll see how that works out. Um, so <coughs> political Canada, Ottawa truck, trucker's convoy galvanizes far right Worldwide, leading Republicans, right-wing influencers, and white supremacist groups have jumped at the chance to promote the standoff in Ottawa to a global audience. All right, so it continues. It says it's not very not every day that Canada becomes the red-hot center of global protest movement. No, that's usually France, and I believe France is even doing something as well. But their own version of protests are usually hilarious. You should look some of the highlights up. It's pretty interesting because they're like the masters of protesting. Um, but what we started as a rally of Canadian truckers angry at cross-border vaccine mandates has fast become magnet for far-right grievances around the world. Oh, the horrors. The protests in Ottawa are now into the second week with hundreds of trucks clogging the streets of capital in large groups of protesters building camps for the long haul. The city's mayor has declared a state of emergency. Local law enforcement has vowed to crack down on increasingly dangerous protests. Still haven't seen the danger. There's no videos <clears throat> that I've seen that shows the danger. Um, they could be out there, and I could be completely wrong. But I've yet to have witnessed it, and they, in these articles, I've yet to show any examples of it. In the news clips that I see that also claim the same thing of in Canada have also 
failed at showing any of this. But while the Canadian standoff against COVID-19 restrictions paralyzes Ottawa, it's become viral online as a rallying cry for leading U.S. Republican politicians, far-right influencers, and white supremacist groups who have transposed the criticism of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government on international audience for their own political gain. <sighs> I mean, God forbid you have a... Um, this is the thing. They want people to be separated by country. They want people to be, they love separating people. These these left-wing media groups, these left-wing people, whatever you want to call them, they like to separate people. God forbid you support another country, you support some allies, and why is it always going to be a political support, have to support political things? Why can't the people support the people? Why can't politicians view things that people, normal people do and support what normal people do? God fucking forbid, okay? Um, politicians from former President Trump to Republican, to Representative, excuse me, Marjorie Taylor Greene, have championed the nationwide protest in Canada. Oh, no. Um, and it's quickly escalated into a global movement incorporating loose set of anti-establishment causes coordinated on social media encrypted messaging groups. And this is where they're going to start talking about Telegram, right? On Telegram, a social network favored by right, far right, far right because it lack of content moderation, groups of tens of thousands of supporters have quickly mobilized to support Canadian protests from across the United States, European Union, farther afield, based on Politico's review of these channels. And they give an example of Marjorie Taylor Green online supporting um, the, the, the protest. On multiple crowdfunding platforms, people from around the globe often directed to, ca to the cause by American far-right influencers like Dan Bangino and Ben Shapiro have collectively donated millions of dollars in support of the Canadian movement and started similar crowdfunding campaigns for like-minded protests in U.S. states and European countries. Um, far-right influencers like Dan ba Bangino and Ben Shapiro, I would not consider them far-right <clears throat> at all, just like I wouldn't consider um, even Politico a far left necessarily um, paper, but definitely a leftist paper, uh, news source. Far right, just typically when you get to the extreme points of things, they are not extreme by any stretch of the imagination. And that's what they're trying to do here. They're trying to make it sound like they are the super extreme version of far right, which as we all know is the, the white supremacists, the militias and so forth and so on. So they're trying to do that. And this is where the propaganda and media pops up. Um, but anyway, and this is funny too. They keep saying that the American po political thing is influencing around the world. Well, I'm sure these people have donated and they're not doing it because of the Americans. Okay, so it's not just an American thing. Uh, Right-wing U.S. political figures and content creators really gave it a boost that made it global, says uh, Syrian O'Connor, an analyst from the Institute of Strategic Dialogue, uh, a think tank that tracks online extremists and which has been following Canadian protests against COVID-19 restrictions. Um, oh, by the way, um, Telegram. I don't know much about Telegram. I don't use it. Um, I'm sure a lot of people who want encrypted things use it. It's not just a far-right thing. It's probably a far-left thing. It's probably a terrorist thing. And I know it's a pornography thing because I do see it uh, mentioned for things like that where people can share information back and forth about um, getting content from adult sites to 
from OnlyFans to getting video game stuff to getting a lot of things. So yeah, it's not just that. They're making Telegram sound like it's like a bunch of right-wing people put this thing together just for they can do this type of shit. Wrong. Donations from abroad are quite common and part of a blah, blah, blah. The global backing of Canada's so-called truckers convoy comes amid a growing level of sophistication among anti-vaccine groups and coordinating operations online and in the real world. Since the beginning of the pandemic in early 2020, people opposed to government mask mandates, vaccine requirements, and other public health measures have built close ties across social media. Oh, no. Horrible. The horrors. People are finding like-minded people. You're telling me that, like... Like that, that people who think alike are are discussing this stuff together. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Wow, people making friends online. Holy fucking shit. Often turning to fringe networks after the likes of Facebook and Twitter began to clamp down on anti-vaccine misinformation in 2021. You uh, mean anti-vaccine uh, in- narrative in 2021? That's more accurate. Um, This movement, which has primarily skewed toward right-wing politics, has been quick to jump on the latest anti-vaccine protests to promote a coordinated global message that policymakers' efforts be to keep people safe from the coronavirus. Instead, anti-democratic restrictions on individual freedoms. Let's read that one again. This movement, which has primarily skewed toward right-wing politics, has quick has been quick to jump on the latest anti-vaccine protests to promote a coordinated global message that policymakers' efforts to keep people safe from the coronavirus are instead anti-democratic restrictions on individual freedoms because it is. Okay, because these efforts to keep people safe from the coronavirus are wrong. And not based on what they keep saying is science and numbers. Because yet again, nobody has sat there and shown you the numbers that backs up what they say. There's more numbers to back up what they the, the, what political here is calling right-wing politics than it is to back up what I will say then is left-wing politics. Because it's not politics. Okay? This is people's lives. They shouldn't be political. The left-wing turned it political in the verbiage by accusing people who didn't want to get vaccinated, calling them um, Trump supporters and all this bullshit, and they started it. It was only just people who didn't want to get vaccinated or versus vaccinated, and that's it. When it came to the social part of it, they turned it into a political thing on a social level. So they can go fuck themselves. Um Ottawa's global reach. National security officials researchers have seen global coordinations jump into gear during Canada's ongoing protests in a country that boasts one of the world's highest vaccine rates. So then it's not working? I don't like this or what? I don't get it. Since late January, the likes of Glenn Beck and Mike Huckabee have used their large online followings to spread the word about the truckers' convoy, garnering tens of thousands of engagements, including likes, shares, and comments on social media posts in favor of the protests based on data from Crowd Tangle, a social media analytics firm owned by Meta, Facebook's parent company. In a post from late January, Eric Trump questioned why media outlets were not discussing the Canadian protest. 
Franklin Graham, an American evangelistic, evangelical, evangelical, you know what I'm saying, leader, praised the convoy in, in the post that read, I love these guys, Kenny and Chuck stand for freedom. They keep making these points in this article like it's a bad thing. Like an, an uh, evangelical leader can't praise what the Canadians are doing. They can't like what they How dare a man of God believe such a thing? He's a horrible person. I, it's, just, it's fucking mind-boggling to me what they're trying to po- throw on this. Um, between January 22nd and February 5th, more than 7,000 Facebook posts, which collectively garnered almost 10 million social media interactions, mentioned the Truckers Convoy and U.S.-based Facebook pages based on crowd-tangled data provided by political... by the blah, 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 blah. Um, And then they took the pages down, by the way, in Facebook, because that's what Facebook does. You can't support... You can go on there and you can recruit for... You can recruit to to be uh, for coyotes in sex trafficking down in at the border and do all those things, and you can recruit people to join your um, your terrorist organization. But God fucking forbid you support people who want freedom. It's a horrible thing, folks. Horrible. It's terrible. Um, the demonstrators are highly organized, well-funded, extremely committed to resisting all attempts to end the demonstration safely. Okay, there's a fun word by the Ottawa police chief, Peter Slowly, who else are you added? Significant element, a significant element from the United States is involved in funding and organizing Trucker's Convoy. Let me read that quote again. Highly organized, well-funded, extremely committed to resisting all attempts to end the demonstrations safely. They are implying that the demonstrations will not end safely. By, by saying that, they told them to leave and they won't leave. They've turned everybody there into criminals in their own minds. They've... Um, they seizing people's fuel so they, they they can freeze to death there, um, you know, so they can't keep their trucks on to keep themselves warm or whatever it is they, they were doing with the fuel. Um, even when they saw people at gas stations with many gas cans, they were seizing them. So you're spending, you know, a couple hundred bucks on fuel and they're seizing it, probably using it for the, because you know they ain't getting rid of that. That shit's gold anywhere in the world right now. So you, they're taking your fuel and using it for themselves. Um, so this is their idea, idea of ending demonstrations safely by seizing stuff, by pissing people off to the point where they think that they're going to use the military to push them out. It is a an interesting tactic. It's like you just keep, you know, poking somebody and poking somebody who doesn't typically care, you know, and you flat flick in their ears then because they're not really reacting, you know, and then you start, you know, slapping them in the back of the head until eventually you start, you punch them in the face and they punch you back. And that's what they're waiting for. They are essentially predicting that they're going to keep pushing your buttons until we have to fight you. That's how I read what that says. And I think I'm not the only one. On Telegram, groups with tens of thousands of members routinely swap the latest gossip about how the Canadian protests are going and share tips on 
how to spread the word beyond the country's border. Again, swap the latest gossip. This isn't Hollywood. This isn't the music industry or the movie industry where you are going, oh, who's sleeping with who? Did you see that trucker sleeping with that trucker? No, this is, people aren't swapping gossip. They're swapping news. The bullshit that these media outlets point out there is gossip because it's unconfirmed shit. That's gossip. That's saying that somebody stubbed his toe, they screamed, and then someone interpreted that as someone was getting raped. That's what that is. And that's what the, these fucking media outlets do. But what these other people are doing is spreading news. That's it. So they give an example from Telegram. Um, big news coming tomorrow. will be able to announce a few more details and information. Please understand this group. Things can get can change. Our Freedom Fighter Nation has joined us. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, we also reached out to Restore Liberty. Blah, blah, to understand currently there are two different start dates out there and yada, yada. Um, anyway, it's a screenshot Telegram post to discuss Freedom Fighter Nation and Restore Liberty. It discusses? All right, what is, I don't even know what Freedom Fighter, Fighter? Al, can you spell? No. Freedom Fighters... I'm going to look this up for all of us. Nation. Freedom Fighter Nation. Let's see what bullshit Google gives us. Let's see what it is. It seems to be a U.S. based something. Freedom is not free. It's an American based thing so far. Hospitals in New Danger Zone. Um, what is it? Is, is there an about page? Here it is. Purpose. Well, that's not a good start. <laughs> Freedom Fighter is a DBA of Advocates for Citizens' Rights, California, blah, blah, blah. Is committed to safeguarding the, these rights. Um, the Constitution defending basic freedoms against unjust state actions, unwarranted infringement by government. Uh... Okay. It's not going this whole thing about um, FDR and we are heroes been waiting for. I believe that mothers, fathers, and grandparents, teenagers, and children will come together and realize that there's no magic certificate they need to hold. The lie that is told is that we need something outside of us to begin. The truth is that we are enough. We are always enough. So it's a f I never heard of these people. Um, they quote Martin Luther King, so I can't assume they're a white supremacist group, which I'm sure if I kept looking, they would say they were. We also have the Restore Liberty. Oh, okay, let's see what that is. Restore Liberty. Restore Liberty. Nope. Restore Liberty. Um, non-profit again support the cause firm your oath to American consent declaration sanctuary status mm -mm 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 -mm. 
It seems like the same thing, another constitutional thing. Anyway, so they show a thing that, that just has a discussion there, a news board, whatever. Um, it has, let's see, almost 500 interactions on that post. They showed in one message posted to, to, to at least 10 channels with ties to Truckers Convoy and reviewed by Politico, an anonymous social media user outlined how those involved in the protest should conduct themselves, warning to avoid contact with counter-protesters. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Do not try, quote, do not try to reason with them. They are there to bait you. They have the net national news outlets on site waiting to capture people losing it, the post warned. Any excuses to show that the truckers' convoy is violent? Well, at least they posted, you know, the truth on that. Um, next section, from social media to crowdfunding. Social media support has snowballed with protest coverage from right-leaning media like Fox News and more extreme outlets like Canada's Rebel News. Well, Rebel News is actually there. Now, Rebel News is actually at these locations and on the grounds and talking to the people and seeing what's going on. So God fucking forbid that one of their reporters is actually, and he does this, he goes to protests and stays there. He doesn't go there for half an hour, an hour, or one evening when the goods are, are, are happening. He goes there from pretty much the beginning. He stays there for a couple days, a week, whatever, and he covers it from beginning to end. So you can see exactly what's going on. Um, not much different than Andy No and what he does up in Portland. So apparently that's a bad thing. Um, it's a right-wing thing to do the, the, do the news correctly. Um, it also has translated into international donors backing the Canadian protest. Excuse me. Okay, we already discussed this. Uh, okay, we already discussed that. All right. Analyst, analysis, analysis from the Institute of Strategic Dialogue found multiple U.S. right-wing groups, including those associated with Tea Party movement and others opposing U.S. vaccine mandates, had donated to the now-defunct GoFundMe page. Okay, so that international backing, in part, was driven by several U.S.-focused white supremacist, supremacist channels on Telegram. <clears throat> Here we go. Um, which had repeatedly shared a link to the GoFundMe page. On 4chan, an online message board favored by extremist groups. It's actually favored by just about everybody who just wants to see some fucked up weird shit. So the same link has been posted at least 25 times. Holy shit. 25 times in seven days based on research. The horrors. The removal of the GoFundMe donation page has not stopped the international financing support from flowing in. On Give, Send, Go, I'm sorry, what I say, Go, Send, Go, is Give, Send, Go, a rival crowdfunding site that was previously used to raise money for legal defense of Kyle Rittenhouse, United States teenager acquitted of shooting, blah, 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 blah. We all know who he is. Um, the new page linked to the Canadian protest has already raised more than, more than, uh, I'm sorry, that was my phone. More than $2.1 million. The goal is to collect $60 million. American right-wing influencers like Jack Posobiec who has, he's a great follow, by the way. I feel like this guy is like, has all the inside information. Who has a Twitter following of 1.6 million, heavily promoted that crowdfunding page. People living in the U.S., Israel, United Kingdom have denoted to the, what's the big deal? So essentially all they pointed out so far is that people are supporting the, the, um, from people who like freedom and liberty are supporting the convoy and the, in telling each other, do not interact with outsiders because they just want to start fights with you. That's all I've gotten so far. 
Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm going to keep going. This is pretty impressive how pointless this article is. What is it? Despite it being a smear campaign, similar convoys are now being organized across the U.S. A Telegram channel boasted uh, almost 40,000 followers are sharing updates on regional protests planned in states from Alabama to Wyoming based on Politico's review of. Okay, you got to keep pointing out like Politico, you're reviewing social media activity. Congratulations. The social media group provides. Regular updates on how to support the Canadian movement, including posts from more mainstream social media about the ongoing protests. It also acts as a rallying point by diverse communities who oppose official government vaccine policies. The goal, based on reams of social media messages, is to organize similar nationwide protests that will eventually descend onto Washington sometime in early March. Okay, what's wrong with that? Canada took eight months to plan theirs, one of the Telegram um, organizers said the U.S. is planning this in weeks. Wow. The mass anti-vaccine organizing is not limited to just North America. Since early February, similar protests have also sprouted up across Europe, often using Telegram channels. So this is an anti-Telegram um, article as well, by the way. That's what it seems like. Many of these Telegram channels have voiced their opposition to violent protests, but the group's also have seen an influx of more extreme content, including the posting and resharing of anti-Semitic and white supremacist material. Far-right groups have taken advantage of the COVID-19 pandemic to tap into the anti-government rhetoric of anti-vaccine movement, repeatedly posting claims in these social media channels in favor of their extremist beliefs based on political analysis of six months of social media activity. Okay. Upcoming convoys are being planned in all 27 European countries, yada, yada, yada. Um, we went from talking about where the next convoys were going to be to bringing up Telegram again Um telling that people have voiced their opposition to um, violence, which is good, and then to talk about white supremacist material and anti-Semitic material, um, which has nothing to do with anything, and then go back and re-mention where there were 27 other European countries organizing convoys. If you don't see what they're doing here, it's pretty obvious. Like they jumped through this in here. And this is what I find interesting about this. There's already a couple of picture clips of examples of what they're talking about. You know what they don't have a clip of from their six months of social media activity is a picture of any of this. Any proof that white supremacist material is showed up in any of these. There's no photos of it at all. None. So, is it true? Fuck if I know. Um, uh, and they keep going about Telegram groups and social media. Um, it's just... Oh, here we go. Um, in at least eight of these national Telegram groups, social media users shared advice on how to donate social... I mean, excuse me. Local protests, organization offers suggestions how to push back against alleged government efforts to force people to be vaccinated and post, posted debunked claims that the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and potential curbs on people's freedom. How do you debunk 
a claim that it go against people's freedoms. It does go against people's freedoms. By saying something is an emergency, isn't debunking something, because that's probably what they're referring to, at least in this country they would be. So that's an interesting statement to make. Uh, in Ottawa, the trucker protests may be settling in for a long haul. Um, blah, blah, blah. Freedom Convoy paved the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this was a whole article that was subtly trying to get its readers, its mostly left wing readers, to sit there and they had to throw in white supremacists with no evidence just because it has nothing to do with anything on here. Um, they wanted to just put them in with right wing because right wing people happen to be seen on using Telegram. So talking about the convoy and white supremacists also happen to be doing it too, supposedly. So there must be the same thing because apparently nobody on the left wing uses Telegram. Nobody who got vaccinated uses Telegram. I wonder if that's a thing. If you have to if you if you show your vax pass to sign up for Telegram, they they refuse your your login. Interesting. Uh so that's just one of the bullshit things from political. You know, political is the one of those fact checkers. Uh so uh, anyway, so at least they actually gave their sources for this stupid information. And I have one more article I want to go over real quick from Yahoo. Uh, Yahoo, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite uh, bullshit op-ed news <laughs> outlets. Oh, this is by two people, Caitlin Dixon and Jana Winter. It's a four-minute read, it tells me. Exclusive. DHS warns that trucker protests in the U.S. could begin on Super Bowl Sunday. Okay? Horrible. The horrors. How dare they? The Department of Homeland Security is warning that law enforcement and public safety officials in the United States that a prolonged trucker convoy protesting vaccine mandates could begin on February 13 when the Super Bowl is played in Los Angeles. The warning of trucker protests similar to the one that was brought that has brought Ottawa to virtual halt, states that the convoy could severely disrupt transportation, federal government, and law enforcement operations through gridlock and potential counter-protests. Let's try this again. The convoy could severely disrupt transportation, federal government, and law enforcement operations through gridlock. Okay, I can understand law enforcement operation. What the fuck is federal government doing on the streets that it matters? Tell me, please. Tell me. Tell me. When I'm in gridlock traffic, I don't see, um, I don't, every day, uh, is that hurting the federal government? I have no idea. I'm, that's just a curious statement by whoever the fuck quoted that. Um, according to senior law enforcement officials and documents obtained by Yahoo News, the warning circulated to law enforcement nationwide on Tuesday by DHS states that the agency has received reports of convoy of truckers playing to potentially block roads in major metropolitan cities in the United States in protest of, among other things, vaccine mandates for truck drivers. What are these among other things? I'm curious. I, 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 whatever. The DHS alert says that the group intends to start in California as early as mid... I missed something. Can you say it again? Why is Alexa talking? 
Did you hear that? I didn't even know I had an Alexa thing listening to me. Anyway, uh, reportedly, uh, where was I? Let me start this off. The group intends to start in California as early as mid-February and travel to Washington, D.C. as late as mid-March, reportedly gathering truckers as they travel across country, adding that truckers from the protests in Ottawa may also head to Washington to participate. The DHS document, which is marked unclassified in for official use only notes that as of its release february 8th the u.s truck convoy appears to be purely aspirational because the event is only being discussed online though it warns that this could change quickly the dhs source told you is absolutely real concern they're definitely going to follow the canadian model and shut down washington said the dhs official uh, referring to Massachusetts, drawing hundreds of truckers and blah, 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 blah. We already know what's going on there. DHS officials have said that the variety of U.S. law enforcement agencies are conducting calls and playing sessions to figure out what to do in the event Washington is similarly brought to a standstill, which the official said is a real possibility. And well, I can, before I move on, I think we can all guess after the <clears throat> January 6th insurrection, quote, um, what they're going to do. They're going to criminalize all these truckers. AOC is going to claim that she's going to get raped. Um, Nancy Pelosi is going to um, trade some stocks. <clears throat> and Joe Biden's going to shit his diaper. They're going to put up a, a a wall around whatever building they, they claim to be in. And after they've flown all out. And they're probably going to close session until as long as they're there because they're pussies. And they're going to talk shit in the media and make everybody criminal. They're going to criminalize the whole thing. The FBI is going to use facial recognition and so they can sit there and arrest everybody unlawfully because they were told to by Democrat losers because they're going to assume this is a right-left thing, and it's not. And they're going to sit there and spew the same rhetoric as before and call it a white supremacist rally um, and so forth and so on. So I think we can all predict um, what they're going to do. Initially sparked in response to a new COVID-19 vaccine mandate for truckers entering Canada, the ongoing Ottawa protests have snowballed in recent days. The Canadian trucker convoy has been embraced by prominent U.S. Republicans, including former President Donald Trump and amplified by right-wing media like Fox News, um, as well as on white supremacist channels on social media. There you go again. Um, this is a, should be a concern to people in general, is that it keep, these two articles say the Canadian trucker convoy has been embraced by prominent U.S. Republicans. The fact that that matters is a problem because why is it that Republicans only care about our rights? That's what they're telling us. Say I'm just a, a non-biased nobody who's just curiously wanting to read an article today. And I was to read this and go, Republicans want freedom for us from getting, getting being forced to get a shot? How dare they? Like, am I supposed to be appalled by this? I mean, if you are appalled by that, then you are appalled by it. But, I mean, that's what they're pushing. But the, in the overall scheme of things, it's like Republicans only care about our liberties and our freedoms. And, like, you got to look at the flip side of this. If you're not familiar, you don't understand what I'm saying, look at the flip, flip side of this. 
if Republicans are supporting this, the freedoms, then the Democrats must be uh, supporting what? Right? At this time, we have no indication that individuals discussing participating in these activities in the United States are engaged in anything other than First Amendment protected activity. Nonetheless, DHS remains concerned that these events could have significant public safety implications or potentially be exploited by ideological motivated actors to potentially act or encourage others to act violently. Does anybody else feel like this is that FBI plant scheme that they love to do? Where they like to put FBI agents in these situations to take people who normally wouldn't do shit but live their normal lives and air their grievances on social media or with their friends in a bar and flip them to actually do things in action so they can arrest them and call them terrorists because there is programs that do that and there are plenty of cases out there if you would like to look them up if you do not believe me. Um, the most horrific one I've heard of is of a, I think, believe it was a 15-year-old boy who had no um, interest in being a terrorist and they somehow turned a case on to him to make him into one. It's a fucking terrible story. So anyway, um, yeah, so the FBI did the same thing with uh, January 6th protests. They took, they used their people's emotions against them. They told people to storm, you know, the, the Capitol. They opened the doors for them and all sorts of happy shit. That's what this sounds like to me. It sounds like they're setting themselves up for the same bullshit. I think they are. Sorry, I'm eating chocolate. But I never eat chocolate. And I decided the wrong time to do it. My bad. Anyway, so that's how I, I view the potentially act or encourage others to act violently. Encourage others to act violently is the one that um I'm curious about. Because how do you actually encourage people to act violently without telling them to act violently, despite the fact that they're saying that on all these supposed message boards... Do not act violently. Just curious. A DHS spokesperson gave Yahoo News a statement. DHS is tracking reports of potential convoy that may be planning to travel several U.S. cities. We have not observed specific calls for violence within the United States associated with this convoy and are working closely with federal, state, and local partners to continuously assess the threat environment and keep our communities safe. DHS will continue to share timely and actionable information with the public. So previous to that, they said they're afraid that people will be motivated to or encouraged to act violently without any information saying that people are going to act violently. Really pay attention to that bullshit. Another federal law enforcement official was involved in aspects of planning ahead of possible U.S. convoy told Yahoo News, we are tracking this like it's a real threat because we think it has the potential to cause all kinds of problems, violent or otherwise. Always got to throw the word violent in there, these people. None of these words were used. There's no proof there's violence. So the fact that they use that is, is mind-blowing to me. If you would have talked about BLM protest coming up, yes, I'd be afraid of violence. If you were talking about another presidential election where, you know, uh, DeSantis or Trump or another Republican get in, would get in office, yes, I'd be worried about some more left-wing violence. People don't realize the violent side is the left side. That has been proven time and time again. On a whole, not saying that the right-wing 
conservatives or whatever and Republicans on you know aren't violent and haven't had violent moments on a whole the people who ask for violent violence most and act on this violent more violence more are from the left fact look it up do some homework it take you a couple hours but look it up and see all of them in all the small ones that were done like the, the Bernie supporters and Elizabeth Warren supporters in Ohio that did shoot ups and shoot shot people, they were suppressed. You didn't see those stories. They were mentioned for a minute because they were called Trump supporters until they were told, no, we're not, I'm not a Trump supporter. And then the stories disappear. But anyway, so they always got to bring up violence. There's not one ounce of evidence that these are violent at all. If this was a sit in where people sat with guitars and hairy armpits and hairy legs, I had hairy legs. And when, uh, when the sun hit it, and it's like, it, they wouldn't b- bring up violence at all. But, you know, a bunch of people in trucks got to be violent. The, D- the DHS has publicly, public safety alert issued Tuesday stated that the proposed dates for the American version of, Canadian, of Canada's trucker convoy, that's a weird way to put that, are intended to coincide with the Super Bowl, which is scheduled to take place in Inglewood on Sunday. In President Biden's upcoming State of the Union address on March 1st in Washington. However, the DHS source told Yahoo News the convoy isn't like the three nations capital until late March, early April. Blah, blah, blah. That's it? That's how they ended the article? Well, that's a fucking weak article. You guys suck, Caitlin Dixon and Jana Winter. God, learn how to fucking fade away or something. God, it's like, boom, done. Um... So anyway, those two articles really kind of caught my eye today because they were from American news sources and seeing what they were saying over here and hearing about the potential for a convoy uh, in the United States. But it's just the rhetoric, folks. It's ridiculous. And they want you to believe that it's a white supremacist racist thing by throwing it in there. It's a pointless point. It's a point that's pointless to make. There is no reason to make that point. I could see why they were talking about the the Republican, the right wing thing, because they somehow managed to think that, you know, like we said, freedom is a right wing thing. There have been plenty of articles that I've seen that from around the world too that have associated freedom with the right wing, which still mind blows my mind. Um, like it's a bad thing, and I could see that because it's I'm reading you know left leaning uh, articles, but. They have to throw in the white supremacy. Why? If we, if you were on the right or conservative or whatever writing articles, and we had to throw in black nationalists, you know, and all that stuff, like those type of terminologies, I wonder how that would go over. It doesn't because you never see those terms written, despite the fact that they exist. You know, and they do do things. And, um, you know, you call BLM Marxist and, you know, they don't, like, we can start, you know, referring to them in articles as Marxist groups and stuff like that, you know. But the fact that they get to associate it with no point, like there isn't a Democrat white supremacist, which we know there are. It's like, it's like deflection. And the fact that they, they, they shit on it, which right, left, whatever, you're a white supremacist, you're an idiot. You're a black supremacist, you're an idiot. You're an Asian supremacist, you're an idiot. Okay? And if you're doing those things, you got to believe in some party, most likely. 
So, and people say, oh, they all, they all, you know, they're all Republicans. Well, they're not. And history has proven that fact. And that's a fact. So, anyway, um, I, know, I just want to go over that. My thoughts on the convoy, I think it's a great, fantastic thing. I think it's something that, um, you know, it's amazing to see Canada stepping up the way that they did about any issue. Uh, in, you know, America, we don't. In one time, there was an issue. The last major issue, we two major issues we had was a bunch of idiots going to the Capitol and trespassing and making a mess of that. Oh, I'm sorry, on the insurrection? No, it wasn't. The idiots trespassing situation. And the other idiots rioting and causing billions of dollars to, of damages to private, for, for private citizens and killing people. 18 people died, yes. Um because of the riots, one person died on January 6th because of a, a rogue cop who should be in jail, by the way. But since a white girl got shot, he doesn't go to jail. But that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, so... I'm interested to see if the United States can step up and stop talking shit and flex the nuts and do something. I don't know what they're doing here for, to be honest with you. I think at this point, I think it's just a frustration convoy and support worldwide for, I think, for truckers and people to understand the importance of truckers um, as a whole. You know, and I, I love truckers. I love hearing their stories. I talk to them every day. Um, and I've always respected them on the road because I will always lose no matter what I'm driving. And granted, there are asshole shitty truck drivers, and there are majority of them are great guys and gals, but most of them guys. Uh, and they get shit on a lot, and they get disrespected a lot in the road, and they shouldn't. And people don't respect them in the rain. They don't respect them in the snow. They don't respect them in traffic. They don't respect them in every situation. And I think it's sad and it's ridiculous. And um, people have no fucking clue. The importance of these people, you know, it's the whole thing where, like, you're going to fuck with a trucker. You don't know what he's carrying on there. Supplies for what? You don't know if it's like, I mean, obviously it wouldn't be FEMA because it would say FEMA on it. But you don't know if it's supplies for a hospital that your family member or friend's going to need. You don't know if it's food for a grocery store that ran out of food or had something devastating happen to you. You don't know what's on there. The same way with people who don't pull over for fire trucks or ambulances or police cars. You don't know where they're going. You don't know if they're going to your house. You don't know to go to your friend's house. They don't know. You don't know what they're doing. So just pull the fuck over or re in respect. That's it. But anyway, so I don't know what that actually convoy here would be for. To be, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but it will be interesting. I think it, this is a good lesson for people to see. I mean, I think it's a good thing that happened in Canada first. Because it's good to see people that in a country that's so quiet and kind of like on their, you know, they're, they're known for their kindness and on their own to be able to step up and show their frustrations then that, you know, even nice, happy people can be frustrated. And we can learn from that and to show that they did it right. Because I wouldn't doubt though if it came here that people would be taking a little bit extreme. There is a, we do have a problem here with, you know, people who go a little nuts and... Either way, so I'm glad we get to see it that way, and you know we can see the lesson out of it is that you can't step up for what you believe in, you can do it 
nicely, kindly, and with the support of others. And you don't have to be a dick about it, despite what the media might say. You can be heard. And I think a lot of politicians, you know, I'm going to end it on this, but I think in this country, the politicians will make you believe that your only time your voices can be heard is on election day. And after that, until the next election, you have to keep your mouth shut. The you It's funny when people will say that politicians shouldn't give in to the people. Well, the people are essentially the politicians. The politicians are just a conduit for us. And people seem to forget that. So you don't have to give in necessarily, but you got to listen to them. you got to acknowledge them. You can't talk shit about them. The worst thing that these politicians do is talk shit about the people who put them there. Hoping that they have enough support from the other idiots or whatever to back them up. And it's good to see when parties go against their own parties on things like this. Because it's not a party thing. This isn't a party thing. Okay, it's not because it's it, it can't be. It's a people thing, and people we got to realize that we have the ability to say things every day of the week, anytime we want. You organize it the best way possible to get a point across. And these people work for us. We put them there. We pay them. They take our money and put them in their pockets to do a job that we tell them to do. It's not just once every four years, every six years, or every seven years, or whatever, or every two years. It's every day. So they, you deserve the respect. We all deserve the respect to be heard and to say our peace, regardless of what social media might tell you or your crazy grandmother, or crazy aunt, or you know, stupid neighbor. All right. So anyway, let's end it on that. Uh, don't forget, you can always leave a text or a voicemail at 339-224-4341. And this is the Archity Opinion Podcast. We're triggering leftists one opinion at a time. Until next time, uh, thank you. Good night. Good night.